Hey, this is Emery Sidhu, a.k.a. The Bros Encephalon, and you're listening to Inside the Boards. Welcome back, Boards Insiders. I'm your host, Elizabeth Beeman, and I have another episode for you in our Study Smarter series, the microbiology portion, to get you ready for a step one. So here's our question today. A 24-year-old man is brought to the emergency room because he fainted 20 minutes ago in a nearby pharmacy. He recently returned home from a two-week mission trip to Western Africa, during which he was outside most of the day building new homes. His temperature is 39.2 degrees Celsius or 102.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Pulse is 115 a minute. Respirations are 18 a minute. Blood pressure is 92 over 64 millimeters of mercury. Physical examination shows that he is unresponsive to verbal and painful stimuli. His skin appears to have a yellowish color and he exhibits small breathing. Complete blood count is significant for thrombocytopenia and severe anemia. A blood smear is done to confirm the diagnosis. Which of the following parasites is most likely the responsible pathogen? Answer choice A, Plasmodium falciparum. Choice B, Plasmodium malariae. C, Plasmodium oval. D, Plasmodium vivax. Or E, Leucaria bancrofti. And the correct answer is A, Plasmodium falciparum. You'll remember that Plasmodium falciparum is the causative agent of cerebral malaria. So this is basically an encephalopathy picture caused by malaria. This happens when cerebral capillaries and venules are engorged with erythrocytes containing mature Plasmodium falciparum. Remember, all of the malarias work by bursting red blood cells in one time frame or another. And they will enter erythrocytes. With Plasmodium falciparum creating this encephalopathy, you're going to see fever and neurological symptoms, including coma, as the presentation in a vignette. Of the four species that we do know about that cause malaria parasites, only Plasmodium falciparum is lethal and causes cerebral involvement. Cerebral malaria is actually the most common cause of coma in tropical areas of the world. The brain is engorged with static, space-occupying, parasitized red blood cells that obstruct the microcirculation, so the patient essentially is having ischemia throughout the brain. This selectively will target white matter vessels um, more than gray matter vessels. The clinical hallmark of malaria in general is fever. And tracking how often the fever happens will tell you, for the purpose of answering these questions, which parasite is causing this malaria. So let's just go over the other answer choices so we can kind of suss out the different ones. Choice B, Plasmodium malariae, is the variant that is responsible for fevers recurring on a 72-hour cycle. This is referred to as Quartan fever. You can remember that the people that started naming these uh, considered zero days between fevers to be the number one. So three days between fevers or 72 hours before fevers is called Quartan fever. Again, that's Plasmodium malariae. So if a fever started on like a Monday, it returns on a Thursday. Plasmodium oval, choice C, is one of two Plasmodium variants that cause fevers recurring on a 48-hour cycle. The other one is Plasmodium vivax, choice D. Plasmodium oval and Plasmodium vivax both can form hypnozoites, and these will be dormant in the liver and are actually treated with primaquine. And then choice E, Eukarya bancrofti, 
and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but this is also transmitted by a mosquito vector and is the cause of elephantiasis. As the worms slowly multiply in the lymphatic system, they eventually begin to cause massive swelling around the nine months to one year after infection. Other major takeaways to know about malaria, it should be presented in a vignette where a patient has recent exposure to a place where malaria is endemic, often like Africa or somewhere in Africa. The patient will have fever, headache, anemia, splenomegaly. These are all very common. Remember, P5X and OVAL are on a 48-hour cycle and have a dormant form in the liver. Falciparum has irregular fever patterns, actually. It can be between 48 and 72 hours does have parasitized red blood cells that include capillaries in the brain, and that's why it causes cerebral malaria and can affect kidneys and lungs. And then malaria causes a 72-hour cycle of fevers. Chloroquine can be used for sensitive species. This blocks plasmodium heme polymerase. So if the species is resistant, you can use mefloquine or atovaquone or proguanil. And if the malaria is life-threatening, you can use IV quinidine or artusinate, which you need to first test for G6PD deficiency. For plasmodium vivax or oval, you're going to want to add primaquine to treat the hypnozoite dormant form within the liver. Also would have to check for G6PD deficiency in those as patients with G6PD deficiency who are given primaquine will be at an increased risk for hemolysis. Definitely something you do not want to do in a patient that already has malaria. So that's probably the shortest episode we're going to have in our microbiology series, but I think we covered malaria and the high yield parts that you need to know for step one, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.